Oh, hey there, it is Tarty to the party. It is Bill, I am Danny. For our pop culture host, Barry's Piece of Media. We missed the first time around. This time, I didn't miss it the first, well, I missed it the first time around. But I saw it more recently Everyone alive than Bill, right but... now missed it the first time around. <laughs> Bill, Bill missed it the first time around. We're talking about 1933, Marx Brothers Duck Duck Soup. It's our third Marx Brothers movie. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? It's our third. Yes. Okay. Because I think we skipped over a couple to get the duck soup. Because um, we had so. done, what have we had done? We had done Cacao Nuts. Cacao Nuts! Heck, you know, that's an old movie business. where they can't even spell uh, Monkey Business. Yeah. What was Monkey Business? Because I know Coconuts was... That was the one was... on the boat. Oh, God. You know what? That actually did get a little bit better than the first one. Coconuts yeah. was the, like, golfing in Florida. Because mm -hmm. we because we have the same... Like, they put out a Blu-ray box set of not all of the Marx Brothers movies, but I think it's, like, the five Paramount movies they did. And I think we yeah. at least skipped over Horse Feathers. Uh, we're doing that this yeah. week. This is Daniel's Choice. So, so of course, I'm talking for him because I'm a fucking jag-off. But... <laughs> I should let you explain. Oh, no, it's okay. fine. But no, I, I guess I had seen some of it on cable, and I was talking about how... I was like, oh, this is actually more like the Marx Brothers I expected. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, well, okay, well, let's just do that for next episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now we're talking... I, th yes. I, th I think we at least skipped over Horse Feathers. This is a movie with some great bits that kind of face plants at the end. You think it's a face plants? I, I feel like they really rushed the last eight minutes. Like really I kind of expected the movie to be more of the ending. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was going to be a little... Because I had seen clips and stuff. Because especially everyone holds this up as being the best Marx Brothers movie. And it's yeah. definitely better than the first two, at least in my opinion. I don't know if you'll agree with me. But, well, that's the thing. I had caught some bits of Duck Soup on cable, and I was like... Oh, that's one of the big problems, I, at least I had, with the first two films we'd watched. Because even though they weren't made a long time before Duck Soup advances in film and just even the narrative of both filmmaking technology and the language of film like back between the late 20s and the early 30s that just a film made a couple years after another one could seem so mm. much more advanced in its sensibilities and the technology being used and that's one of the things where like it was kind of funny because like having grown up being mostly exposed to the later better Marx Brothers movies going back to the early ones like uh, I keep on calling one, wanting to call it cacao nuts even though it's just cocoa nuts it just spelled cacao. old timey uh, but like it was weird going back to watching those first two films and seeing how they were essentially just like silent films but with dialogue and the, and the what just the the filmmaking the sensibilities and everything it was kind of like weirdly. Which is funny, because the, the, the stereotype of, of silent films is they everyone moves too fast and it looks silly. But it was kind of, like, very slow, and the jokes were a little bit too, like, yeah. And there's still some of this, still, I, I guess it's just Marx Brothers humor, where half the time it's not really much of a joke, as much as just an attitude towards mm. someone else. Kind of disrespectful, just like, which is fine, you know, that's totally great. But, like, even some of the verbal jokes, they're not really jokes, they're just saying weird shit to somebody. It's someone going, ah, blah, blah, blah. And, they, they, yeah, it's a little bit like the Animaniacs that way. Um, Where do you think the Animaniacs got all their all their humor from? You know what the terrible thing... Hey, hey, Daniel, lean in, lean yeah. into, your, lean into your your headphones real quick. I want to tell you, say okay. Right. I'm, I'm gonna lean into we, my headphones. <laughs> we can't let the police, movie police, hear us. The Animaniacs are better than the Marx Brothers. <laughs> mm. Don't tell anyone, but it's a secret mm. truth. In the I universe. think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rat you out on that one. Bill. You think so? Yeah. No, really. And I've, you know, yeah. maybe I've not seen enough Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Hey. Animaniacs is fantastic. I've seen it all, but I've, I've um, yeah, I'm not gonna side with you on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you know that you uh, uh, who's Ma Animani Animaniacs? I watch as an adult and think, oh, that's funny. Uh, Marx Brothers, I watch and it's not consistent throughout the <laughs> okay, entire thing, yeah. but I will laugh out loud at the Marx Brothers. I, I don't okay. think I laugh out loud at Animaniacs. Uh, did you laugh out loud at any bits in the first two films we covered? Like, do you remember like, having? Yes. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. See, I just got angry and did the did the who's the cartoon bear fist clench? Except you, you talked about how you liked them on those <laughs> no, episodes. Like I said, I, it's, you're it's doing revisionist history, Bill, where you're like, hmm, I didn't like those movies much. But if you go back and listen, you're like, these were cute this and funny. This is because I have the imagination and memory of a child where everything becomes weirdly <laughs> overblown and operatic in my memory. 
Uh, no, yeah, like, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I feel a little bad being disappointed in the first two Marx Brothers. Just because I was, like, they weren't bad. They just weren't, like, the Marx Brothers are held up as being such comedic gods. And just kind of coming in and saying, oh, no, that was cute. But not, like, ass-kickingly funny. I've always felt a little bit like... Oh no! Do I have like do I have like the wrong opinion, objective opinion, or, or uh, no? It's subjective. It's all all opinions are subjective. Do I have the wrong subjective that's, opinion? Uh, no, that's but... fine because I've never, <sighs> since I got past the age of five, I guess I've never laughed at Three Stooges. Uh, you know, I there's some Three. And Stooges. there are people out there where they would call me a, a fucking monster <laughs> for that. Well, I, you know, we probably we've probably talked about this before. Which do you prefer, Marx Brothers? What what are the the classics of the year? Like there's the Marx Brothers, the Three uh, Stooges. Any, any, anybody else you say after Marx Brothers is gonna be lesser to the Marx Brothers. Really? So yeah, they're, they're on top of the heap for you. For like the yes. old timey black and white, like pre nineteen fifties. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I mean it's not a bad choice. I wouldn't even disagree. I'm not even saying like they're the worst of that time. It's just again growing up and like because I read so many film history books and people are like. Uh, the apex, the comedic zenith that was Marx Brothers Duck Soup that will surely never... Like, I was reading notes on the, the toilet I... right before we started recording, <laughs> and someone, like, on Wikipedia was like, this is the apex of all humor. And I'm like, it's, no, it's, it's cute, but... Uh, it's it's funny, no the jerk. You know, I'm not gonna be... Uh, well, well, yeah. may have... To. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be like one of those filmed people that's always like, no, nothing has ever been better than this. Nothing's ever been funnier. See, that's my own good. baggage. I'm bringing. They make the me laugh. Yeah, that's the thing about them. They make me laugh. Harper <sighs> makes me laugh with his fucking shit. I, I read somebody who was who was like, oh, Harper's the best mind since Charlie Chaplin. Harper makes Charlie Chaplin look like. Well, I was gonna say Harper makes Charlie Chaplin look like shit, but Charlie Chaplin makes Charlie Chaplin look like shit. Yeah, Harpo, he has those eyes, and he yes. he just like even without his props and everything, he looks like he's up to shit. And, it, and it, <laughs> even when he he does something terrible and then acts indignant for someone else, like yeah. oh, oh, oh. That's fucking Harpo's great. The personality, the personality of these guys are fucking fantastic, which is kind of funny because if you were to take all four of these guys and strip them down to the naked and take off all their props and everything, they're pretty much the exact same human being, except for Zeppo, yeah. who is like a foot taller and actually has like a chiseled, <laughs> maybe not chiseled physique, but he has shoulders and he doesn't hunch when he walks. He's not like a human yeah. cockroach, but like the three guys <laughs> are all pretty much. I mean, well, that becomes one of the jokes in the movie is that all they have to do is change clothes and there's the same person. Uh, that's one. Yeah. But yeah, um, but oh my god, what are we talking about? Dick, dick soup. Talking about duck soup. So yeah, it's <laughs> you know what? I appreciate even from the start. It's just a b b b ducks and hot water. Yeah, and you know these old timey people just fucking lit a fire under that. That's not like superimposed or nothing. Yeah, those ducks that they, they, they those, those ducks, ducks got eaten. An hour after this title <laughs> card got got filmed, like those ducks, they had, they had that that was not a spa. That was the early start of that duck soup actually happening in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh that's the only point. time duck soup will be referenced. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. I guess according to Wikipedia, it's called duck soup because, oh god, duck soup is slang for something easy. And also, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just, yeah, read it for yourself. It didn't make any sense to me. I don't think it's supposed to really make any sense to anyone else. But um, I should also point out that this was made in 1933, which is a little mm -hmm. bit interesting because, I mean, we're about a decade away. Well, not about a decade. We're about five years away from the start of World War One or World War Two, And I guess it's been like 15 years since the end of World War One, And I was mm -hmm. kind of surprised. I kind of wonder if World War One had been just... The end of that had happened just long enough you could kind of make a funny satire about war nationalism. Um, mm. Because I don't think you see too many war-related comedies after the greatest war in human history. Up until this point, it's funny because they're like doing this right, right, just a fucking fart hair away from the start of the, the next worst war in human history. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of an interesting time. that they, And also the height of the, the Depression. So it's funny to see a bunch of fancy people get fucked up and stuff too. So, but anyway, shout out to yeah. So, uh, Glorious Teasdale, is, she's the Marx Brothers resident. Um, oh, God, what's the actress's name? She's the lady. Up lady. Yeah, she's essentially the, fixed mar for the fifth Marx brother. I, I, yeah, more or less. She's their straight man. Yeah, and she's the one who's like pretty much in all their films, and she's the one that even Groucho Margaret was like, Dumont. Yeah, we, 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 if we didn't have her, we wouldn't be anything. Yeah, which I always thought we, yeah. he was very... It sounds like he was pretty cool about like giving her as much credit as humanly possible. Yeah. 
Uh, Fredonia is a country, and they're begging her to give them a couple million dollars because they're broke. She'll only do it if Rufus T. Firefly is put in charge. Which is... Because she makes bad decisions. <laughs> Seriously. Which is funny, because the whole point of the Marx Brothers seems to be that they are they are like human cockroaches, and no one gives them enough respect. But here you have one person. This may be the first last time you ever hear someone say, I refuse to do this thing unless you put a Marx Brothers in charge. Someone's got mm. a little bit too much respect for the Marx Brothers here. Yeah. Mm. And they do that because I can tell because the newspaper clippings that come up on the screen tell me so. Mm -hmm. And then later, at a gala or some shit, a dweebo ambassador from another a neighboring place, Sylvania God, or something like that? Yeah, Sylvania, yeah. I guess As, in the original uh, script he was Frankenst Sir, Sir Commodore Frankenstein from Amnesia? Which I kind of hmm. wish they kind of kept that. I guess Frankenstein had come out like the year before this, so they were like... Yeah, let's. I like the idea of the villain just being named Frankenstein. But anyway, yeah, it's something, something yeah. from Sylvania, yeah. Yeah, I just call him the ambassador all the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, he's introduced to a spicy dancer by Mr. Teasdale. They are the villains of the films, kind of loosely. Firefly is kind of his own worst enemy in this movie. Yeah, that's true, too. Is the Latin lady, is she like the ambassador's girlfriend or something? Uh, I guess in the original script, she was supposedly his niece, oh, but okay. it's unclear what she is. I mean, not that it matters. The plot in this, and the character uh, relationships in this movie, it doesn't matter, but yeah. No, so, uh, they're just working out some kind of evil plans or something, I don't know. She's He wants her to seduce Rufus or something, but they, that never happens. Well, the idea is because, well, uh, Jean Teasdale, she wants to... Jean Teasdale. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Uh, Jean Teasdale, she is, she's got a million dollars, and she's been funding the government of Fredonia forever. And she refuses, yeah, to, to keep on funding the government unless they put uh, Marx Brothers Firefly. in charge, Rufus T. Firefly in charge. And so, yeah, the bad guys have the thing of, I guess, uh, the dude, Ambassador Dude, he's going to try to sweep Jean Teasdale off her feet. And then sexy Latin lady, she's going to seduce Rufus away from Teasdale. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Because he doesn't think the revolution's going to work. That's what it is. And at the end of the movie, you actually meet the guy who, uh, fucking ambassador put in charge of, like, fake, not faking, but, like, it's a revolution being launched by the, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah there's, yeah. there's a Darth, there's a, a, a Palpatine prequel plot going yeah. on here, yeah. He will, the ambassador wants to seduce, uh, Teasdale, but she's sweet on Firefly, it sounds yeah. like. Which, who knows so. why, but hey. Who wouldn't be? I mean, he'd be fun to hang out with. I don't know about giving blowjobs to. Could you imagine giving a blowjob to Rufus T. Firefly? He wouldn't shut up the whole time. <laughs> his eyes shooting off and dick in all <laughs> exactly, the directions. yeah. Fucking Harpo's watching from the window and his hat's popping <laughs> off and shit. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Zeppo's there. He's the ambassador's, or not the ambassador's, uh, Firefly's assistant or something. I, I guess know. in the original script, it's supposed to be like, brother, which is kind of a weird thing mm. to leave at the last minute, but, you know. He's like, let's sing a song about how Firefly's never late, and we'll be here when the clock on the wall strikes ten. Sure. To give the poor guy something to do, I guess. <laughs> oh, the yeah, this whole thing is the, yeah, the time thing, and, yeah, everyone's assembling yeah. in this hall, and, yeah, getting ready yeah. for Firefly's to Clock on the wall strikes ten. Everybody sings. Hail, hail, Fredonia. Home of the free, I have no idea what they it's say it's because it's old-timey recording and you can't make it out. <laughs> the moment anyone's voice reaches a pitch above a certain level, it just turns into mush. So, did this, did, not, uh, since this song made me remember it, did this make you appreciate Anvilania more, Bill? Anvilania? Anvilania. Oh my god, what's that from? Anvilania. <laughs> what was... Wait, oh my god. Anvilania. Was that... Was that... Uh, Animaniacs? Correct. Okay, because I was going to say, what is that from? What was the sketch? It's from Anvilania. Okay. <laughs> this is the one where... Uh, <laughs> was that a... Uh, uh, was that the... Yakko gets put charged in, in, in Anvilania. Okay. It's basically this this movie. Okay, that's going to say, I just realized, yeah, when you... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Was that a whole episode? It wasn't even like just one-off joke. It was like a whole like ten-minute thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You should go back and watch it now that you have this reference. Yeah, it's been a couple of years now, but I'm glad at least I remember that much. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, they sing a song. He doesn't show up once they summon him. So they sing a little bit again. He wakes up in bed and uses a fire pole to slide down. That's great. And join him. Yeah. I thought for a moment they were going to reveal that he was already like one of the guards in the crowd. But mm. like, he still gets to be the guy who's, like, waiting with everyone else, saying, hey, what are you waiting for? 
yeah. Mm-hmm. Tease will welcome him, and he starts tearing into her right away. <laughs> just all the lady, jokes. This poor <laughs> She, she, she has every legal right to shoot this son of a bitch, but yeah, he just, and like, this is the thing where like, he'll tell what seems to be kind of a joke, and he'll just do a dance move, and then tell another like, nonsensical joke, and do another dance move, and this is like, I mean, the energy and the personality is funny, what, if you just transcribe what he's saying and say it to someone else, it's not necessarily that funny, but it's cute. Well, no, because it's not Groucho saying yeah, exactly. it. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's this. All this it, stuff it, is so unique to these these performers that have, who have honed all this shit over their vaudeville routines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. he meets the ambassador and uh, picks on him as he do. Mm -hmm. He meets the dancer girl, says he'll dance with her till the cows come home. Oh, and that's like what he does. He'd rather yeah. dance with the cows till that she comes home. And then she leaves kind of in a huff, I guess. Oh, insult? I don't know. Yeah, it's random when people decide to, that, that they've had enough versus they'll stick around and keep on <laughs> taking this <laughs> well, abuse some, versus... Some people are like, I know where this is headed. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Some people have seen a Marx Brothers movie before in this universe. And then uh, Firefly's going to sing a song about how he's going to lead the nation. And as far as old-timey songs go, it's fine, I guess. That's okay, yeah. It's... Not quite as funny as one would hope from a Groucho. Uh, there's a funny little bit, like, right before this, where uh, he's talking to Gene Teasdale, and he just starts hopping around in one foot, and it's not a joke or anything like that. But oh, yeah, like he's playing um, hopscotch. Yeah, kind of by himself, and it doesn't feel like anything that was necessarily planned, but he's just doing it just to kind of do something while she's talking. And mm -hmm. But not in a, it doesn't feel like in a way where he's trying to steal attention away from her, but he's just being like an ADD He's weirdo. a child. Yeah. Big child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after his song about uh, chewing gums prohibited or whatever, yeah. Pop goes the weasel. Oh, he's talking uh, no dirty songs, no this. Yeah, and yep. that's a little bit of a reference. Gets repeated a couple times, with, like threatening to shoot somebody if they yeah break the laws. Yeah, they call for his car and because he has an appointment somewhere. Harpo comes up in a motorcycle <laughs> and it's a sidecar. He's in a hurry. If you run out of gas, get Ethel. If you run out of Ethel, get Mabel. That's that's a joke that like that that only lasted until like 1945. Like yeah, <laughs> nobody's named Mabel or Methyl. Yeah, well, also Ethel. Ethel like no one, Mabel like, yeah, you, no one's talking about Ethylene these days or anything. Yeah, no. Mm. Oh, so then Harpo drives off on the motorcycle, leaving the sidecar behind. Wop wop wop. <laughs> I have to remember this is the genesis of jokes like this. Even though I've seen that joke a million times, that's this is where presumably where it came from. If it wasn't this or oh, or Looney Tunes, yeah, okay, yeah. Which I guess I, I've seen people say that this is actually the first occurrence of this means war. This yeah. is where they got it for Bugs Bunny. Hmm. So just throwing that out Makes there. Sense. Speaking of which, you know. Uh, Sylvania. Oh, yeah, Sylvania. The ambassador bitches at some guy. He wasn't able to start a revolution. Okay. Uh, this guy will never get seen again. I blacked out. I forgot. I thought this guy showed up at the end, but yeah, it's right here. Yeah. No. But he's got two spies showing up. Chico, Lini, and Pinky. And uh, they arrive and just start making chaos. Harp. Even though they're supposed to be Sylvanians, <laughs> like they're the mm -hmm. enemy, they're just the Marx Brothers, just half of them over here. But yeah, they're just doing shtick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Harpo's using his Harpo is pinky. He's using scissors to cut up all kinds of shit. That's his main gag in this movie. I mean, he has yeah, other stuff, but like really, that's kind of the thing that they default to when they can't think of anything else for him to do. Mm-hmm. Of course, frustrating the ambassador more and more. And I, <laughs> the first time watching this through this week, I. I did legitimately laugh when the ambassador is like, no, no, it grabs his head and Harpo just snips off a little bit of his hair on the top of his head. Fucking great. I love it. Uh, I love it when he pulls out a blowtorch to light cigarette, uh, cigars. They're doing the whole shtick with cigars mm. and cutting his cigars and yeah, mm -hmm. all kinds of dumb stuff. Yeah, it's a good quarter cigar. I, I smoked the other three-fourths myself. I, is that a thing they actually shared, like, half smoke cigars back in the day? I don't know, but still, it's funny. I don't know. Things are moving fast, so, yeah, you kind of have to let it wash yeah. over. If you're going to analyze everything they say, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah, they give them on everything. Say they followed Firefly down an alley where he met a married lady. Yeah, that's they right. These guys are supposed wife. to be master spies. Yeah, yeah, they think it was his wife. But a Firefly has no wife? I tell you, I think we followed the wrong guy. And then the ambassador says he is disappointed. Not disappointed. Does he say several times? He says, oh, gentlemen, I am disappointed. He speaks like a uh, meme cat. <laughs> he does. Okay. 
Oh, man. And, uh, but he'll give them one more chance. If he gives them paperwork that it'll get them anywhere in Fredonia. So they say farewell after cutting off his jacket tails and gluing newspapers to his ass. There's one random bit where uh, Harpo takes his cigarette stub and just, like, bat- bats it in the air in place of, like, literally, like, five seconds of baseball. He bats it into the corner yeah. of the room. He pretends to steal base. He runs back home. Chico tries to call him out. And it's just, like, there's a little bit of random comedy for no reason. Oh, and then they throw a record in the air and shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one makes me chuckle. Which I kind of wonder back in the day, they probably just actually just threw a record in the air and shot it. Like, that's not like any kind <laughs> yeah. of pyrotechnics or anything like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Let's see. Uh, at Fredonia, the Chamber of Deputies, Firefly's playing jacks with a ton of old <laughs> men watching, and then he just fucking slaps the jacks and the ball out of there I everywhere. because it, it looks like... And then everyone kind of reacts like I think he just did it in the front because like every like hey yeah yeah a couple of the guys in the room with him were like wait what the hell just happened like not an yeah. acting way but yeah that's how I feel about Jax who wants to play Jax isn't Jax you bounce it once and then you bounce it twice and you just keep on trying to get as many Jax as you can between bounces right correct oh, okay I just want to make exciting? sure yeah I know wow hey if you're a kid and all you got is is a ball and some Jax what else are you gonna do also yeah. Jax you just end up, end up stepping on them or. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they even sell those anymore if they've been turned into war weapons. <laughs> Seriously? Well, that's what, on D-Day... Pu- They're just claptrops for kids. <laughs> yeah, on D-Day, they had giant, essentially, jacks on the beach to keep, like, <laughs> enemy ships from, yeah. like, coming up on the shore. So they had the right idea. They were like, oh, these things that we step on that our kids own, let's just make those that are the size of the house so ships mm-hmm. can't come up close to, to, close to the shore. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So wordplay happens all over the place with him. Just Secretary Wars yeah. says, "How about we take up the tax?" Firefly says, "Why not take up the carpet?" And he says, "That's fine, but I demand we take up the tax." And he says, "He's right. You gotta take up the tax before you can take up the carpet." I love that. <laughs> oh man! Again, floor tax. That's one thing I'm glad we've kind of evolved past because I can't imagine living in a world where you have to worry about stepping on a tack if you have a carpeted room. Yeah, ah! Fireflies. Says some more shit, and the Secretary of War quits, and then that scene. Oh, ends. that's, I didn't realize that's setting up that, th- oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in a whole other movie. <laughs> Chickalini's selling peanuts. Pinky comes up, Chickalini <laughs> starts asking him what he's learned, and, uh, but Pinky just puts his leg in Chickalini's hands, and I wish that worked in real life, I would do it all the time. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and then he starts bitching at Pinky. All of the time you say nothing, what's the matter, you... <laughs> And Pinky sticks a peanut in his mouth, and it's fucking hilarious. I love it. I laugh every time. Uh, the sound effect with the way he's being all the what's the matter, you? It's fucking beautiful. I love there's it. There's a bit where I guess they're also selling hot dogs, and they're smearing something in the hot dogs, and I have no idea why. It's not ketchup. I can't tell if it's mayonnaise, butter, or cheese, which becomes a little mustard. bit of a gag. Well, I guess it could be mustard. But they don't have any buns? So mm. it's just like naked hot dog meat <laughs> with some kind of thing being liquored on, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're selling Naked pop- hot dog meat was my band name in college. Exactly, yeah. Um, I didn't go to college. <laughs> meat too stupid for school. Mm. <laughs> so um, they shove each other some and, and fight in front of some big dude's lemonade stand. Yeah. This guy would have been the shoved. would have been the like the big like boss guy that like Charlie Chaplin had to box like in a in a Charlie Chaplin film. No, something. Charlie Chaplin's bosses look like dudes stuffed with pillows. What are you talking about? He didn't like hire guy. he didn't hire big dudes. He's hired normal dudes <laughs> and tried to make true. them big. But this guy pillows. is a head taller than either Chico or Harpo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harpo gets shoved into uh, some customers, sticks his hands in one of their pockets, stealing money. They peace out from the chaos. Mm-hmm. And his his hands in the vendor's pocket. Who yells at them? was a big idea starting a fight in front of his place. I kind of sympathize with this guy, even though he is Because he was minding his asshole. own business, just selling his lemonade, and these two fuckers ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Harpo uses the scissors to cut the guy's pocket off and use it as a bag to hold his peanuts, <laughs> while Chickalini rambles about yeah, how they're spies, that sounds... and he won't give me the information. Peanuts sound good. I could easily do it with the internet. I'm glad that people have civil rights, but the idea of just street vendors selling hot peanuts in little paper bags sounds awesome. Mm. That's we need to bring that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just walking around peanuts. Hey, your peanuts for you. Yeah, peanuts for you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the vendor says, "Quit annoying him." And Chickalini says, "He will if he can stop uh, Harpo from doing this," and kicks him in the ass. So he goes to attack Chickalini, but Harpo puts his leg in his hand. Mm-hmm. 
And just for that, he's gonna rip him limb from limb, and he kind of approaches him with his hands and his claws, but uh, Harpo just shakes his hands, and both their hats fall on the ground. And then a lot of hat swapping happens. Welcome to the next, it, your, next 15 minutes of your whole life is just a world of hat gags. It's good gags, I, I like mean, it. Yeah, I mean, they do pretty much everything you can with three hats. And, and three yeah, guys. And, and then yeah. some. They put it on a yo-yo string, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I know, I'm, I like they don't even really hide the yo-yo string, yeah. No. It's alarming, though, that you get to see Chico without his fucking little weird little triangle hat. He obviously wears it all the time because his hair is a muss. Yeah. That's a dumb hat. So, I, that's one of the reasons I've never liked Chico very much, is this hat freak creeps me out. That's like a, that's a weird, like, it creeps you that's out. a sexual predator's hat. <laughs> well, yeah, that's widely known. It looks, like, a, it looks like, a, like someone would be wear in medieval times, not even, like, 1933, but... Anyway, but yeah, mm. they, they swap hats, and they have a good time just goofing on the lemonade guy with the, with all the hat swapping. Yep, so, um, he chases Chickalini off the screen, and Harpo, uh... Fills one of his horns with lemonade, so when the guy comes back and they bump chests, he gets sprayed in the face. That happens twice, but then that guy flips it around and just fills Harpo's pants with lemonade. And, and there's no payoff or anything. Like Harpo's just fucked up, and he kind of like has to. He has to walk off camera with like 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 lemonade piss squirting down his leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that vendor goes back to fight with Chickalini. <laughs> this is not even funny. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he says he's gonna teach Chickalini a lesson about kicking him. And he says he doesn't need a lesson, he knows how, so he kicks him in the ass again. The chaos ends with that guy's hat getting put in the... Yeah, Harpo just takes his hat and away. put it on the... I guess it's a, just an uh, open flame that they use to keep the peanuts warm inside the, the glass part of the yeah. carousel, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so, popcorn! Uh, that's what that is. It's, oh, it's is peanuts it? on the outside, it's popcorn, and I'm watching it right now, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh... Later, he's back to selling peanuts, apparently right outside Firefly's office, because Firefly says, Come on up, I Yeah, it just randomly wanders out and is like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. He says, give up the peanut stand and I'll give you a nice government job. Maybe one in the mint. I don't like a mint. What other flavor you got? Such mm. corny shit! <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, anybody else would be like, ugh, but them, yeah. they got something. That's, they got that. They got something. This is the kind of thing where old people are like, I don't like today's humor. I like the pure magical humor of the Marx Brothers. It's one of those things where, like, again, if anyone else did that joke, it would be boring and terrible, but the way they do it in here, it's just, it is laugh-worthy. It's good times. Yep. So, uh, they talk jokes I can't repeat because I'll murder them. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the There's thing. A, good luck, yeah. A running joke about them answering the phone for Firefly saying he's not in. <laughs> Does I wonder keep what happened. Yeah. I wonder whatever became of me. You know what's so, uh, it's terrible in um I I'm so used to seeing so many people impersonate everything from Bugs Bunny to the kids on Freaks and Geeks doing Marx Brothers mm -hmm. impersonations. That is still kinda of freaks me out to see the original the the original article so much, but mm. like I just yeah, I fucking I don't know if Groucho Marx was a cool human being outside of uh, like as a normal human being, but his whole personality is Rufus T. Firefly. I think this is the best incarnation I've seen of him. I can see why this is kind of held up as the ultimate Marx Brothers thing, because this, at least from what I've seen, this is definitely the best character he's played as uh, in one of these movies. Just like, it's the perfect blend. He's also just the fact that he's given so much responsibility, and he's the last person in the world who should have that responsibility. It's great. It's I think that's when he works best, yeah. is when he's in a position of authority yeah. that is just fucking just terrible unwanted uh, unwarranted authority but like yeah he yeah just, and if he, did, he doesn't abuse it he's just an idiot asshole with it but yeah and now before the next show starts let's enjoy an intermission you'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink tasty tempting hot dogs thirst quenching soft drinks fresh crunchy popcorn a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. News of the hour on the hour from American Information Radio. This is Dan Streeter, and at this hour, Groucho has joined brothers Gummo, Harpo, and Chico in death. Zeppo is the only one of the famous Marx Brothers comedy teams to the line. 
Death came to Groucho tonight at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. Hospital spokesman Larry Baum told reporters... Comedian Groucho Marx expired at 7.15 this date, August 19, 1977. The cause of death is listed as pneumonia. With him when he passed away were his son Arthur, his daughter-in-law Lois, and his grandson Andrew. We have not been informed of any arrangements as yet. That was Cedars Sinai spokesman Larry Baum. Also at the hospital, correspondent Tom Shell told us about Groucho's final hours. In the last few hours of his life, uh, Groucho was visited by members of his family, his son Arthur and his wife Lois, also his grandson Andrew. Aaron Fleming, who was his longtime companion, uh, visited the hospital this evening. She arrived uh, about an hour or maybe two hours before he died. She was permitted to go in and visit with Groucho for a few minutes, and then she uh, started a vigil outside the room. Groucho was unconscious most of the time, but the hospital said that he did regain consciousness a few times during the last few hours. That was correspondent Tom Shell. Groucho's tribute to Tuscaloosa. That story coming up. Groucho was the ringleader of the Zany Marx Brothers. The titles of their movies reflect their brand of humor. Films such as The Coconuts, Animal Crackers, Monkey Business, Horse Feathers, Duck Soup, A Night at the Opera. The Coconuts and Animal Crackers were also hit stage shows in the 1920s. Groucho's character was unmistakable. A cigar, mustache, and bushy eyebrows, glasses, a duck-like loping strut, a lecherous leer, and the ever-present cigar. That was Groucho. And here's a sample of Groucho's humor. One morning, I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. Then we tried to remove the tusks, but they were embedded in so firmly that we couldn't budge them. Of course, in Alabama, the Tuscaloosa. Groucho began entertaining a new generation in the 1950s through the radio and television series of quiz shows called You Bet Your Life. You Bet Your Life is now being shown in reruns on many television stations and the old Marx Brothers movies are still seen from time to time. Groucho Marx, who brought laughter to millions of people through five decades, is dead at the age of 86. And now, back to the Muppet Babies. So he gives Ciccolini the job as Secretary of War. Harpo comes in, answers the phone, uses his horns to talk. Ciccolini leaves. Pinky, uh, not Pinky, Harpo. His name's Pinky in the film. Mm -hmm. uh, he cuts Firefly's long-ass quill feather in half. And starts showing him tattoos, including a doghouse that has a dog bark <laughs> in this, it. This, you know what? This scene is the one I was flipping through, K, uh, the, through the channels on cable the other day. And I saw this, and I was, like, telling you about it. Oh, it was actually pretty good. This whole scene is the first thing that I, like, accidentally stumbled across. And it was the fucking uh, pinky open, opening up a shirt and exposing the dog tattoo. And it suddenly turns into live-action footage of a dog on his skin barking at Groucho. That I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? Like, I hadn't seen this on any of the other Marx Brothers. So, yeah. That's a weird gag, yeah. even for a Marx Brothers movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess originally it was supposed to be an outhouse that... Oh, really? <laughs> That, like, popped open when a hand came out and closed it, but the censors didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, uh... Firefly knows one thing. He doesn't have a tattoo of his father, so he starts pull trying to pull his ass out. Yeah. And he says another time and sends him on his way. Zeppo comes in with half his hat missing. That may joke. be my favorite it. joke in the whole fucking thing, because it's not explained. <laughs> he just have he had some kind of off-screen encounter with Chico and Harpo that led with his hat yeah. getting cut in half, and him not even realizing it until he's in the room. And that's mm -hmm. that's mwah, that's yeah, that's yeah. great. That's good shit. <sighs> so see, so he has a letter or something saying the ambassador's trying to undermine Firefly. I don't know. Firefly says happening, some yeah. shit. It'll it'll get the ambassador to strike him, and they'll force him to leave the country because that guy he's oh he gets angry so easily. Why one time he told a story, and about some lady and the ambassador slapped him in the face, and he's uh, uh, Groucho's like why didn't she slap you in the face? And he said she did. He said what's the story? So it whispered and the Groucho slaps him in the face. And he's like you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Where'd you hear that? And he's like you told it to me. And he's like oh yeah. I should have slapped Mrs. Teasdale when she sold it to me. That's pretty good. Woo! Yeah, Groucho hits him pretty well, too. It's it's, it's, a, good, it's a cute little thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he slaps his brother. Uh, I was like, you know what? This is the last one with Zeppo, too. Which I'm kind of surprised they still found room for Zeppo and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Because he is just... 
Yeah, he's the straight man. I'm still, it's, I still never understand why Zippo exists, but not that I begrudge him being there. It's not like he's wasting time or space, but it's still just so yeah. weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the ambassador's currently at Mrs. TJL's tea party, but Firefly wasn't invited, so he has Zeppo take a letter inviting himself. Oh, okay. And then he, he heads out, getting juked by Harpo with his sidecar again. It's the same gag where Harpo, yeah. Uh, yep. this time, Harpo kind of, uh, Groucho kind of expects it, and he's just like, what is he saying? Ah, oh, this is the fifth trip I've taken today, and I haven't gotten anywhere. And just, yeah. Yep. So he, uh, the dancer meets the ambassador and says, hey, you can mac on... Mrs. Teasdale, because I helped her with the invitations, and maybe somebody's got lost. But Firefly does show up, steals someone's donut, walking in, dunks it in somebody else's <laughs> coffee, nibbles on it. He finds the ambassador macking on Mrs. Teasdale and interrupts, telling, God, don't you see, I love you. I see how lonely you are. Smooth. Let's get married. <laughs> yeah. So then he starts insulting the ambassador, who starts to leave, but Firefly follows him, asking for more insults, till he gets called an upstart of all things, and that makes him slap the ambassador! Yeah. They may plunge their countries into war. There's a lot of glove slapping in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly will talk to Teasdale at the theater. He'll hold her seat till she gets there. After she gets there, she's on her own. God. What episode of The Simpsons is it with the glove slap? Where Homer accidentally duel slaps a southern guy who wants to duel him. Is that like a later they episode to, or something? They, that they have to run away. God, that sounds familiar as hell, while. but you're talking to I'm the person who remembers the gags, but never. I know, the I don't know why I asked. But yeah, I don't exactly. Know why I like, I know you. what you're talking about, but like, yeah. Uh, fuck. Okay. Shit. Yeah. But not you know, a big one of the deal. best things about this scene, though, because Groucho is doing. This is like an open garden party that he's invaded. Uh, he's doing a lot mm -hmm. of running and walk. Not running, but like walking around. So he's doing that patented. Like when he would squat, show the squat. squat walk. Yeah, which especially when he showed squat up like walk. in Looney Tunes cartoons. You actually get to see yeah. a perfect example of this here. Yeah. Which I never understood yeah. why he got caricatured like that until watching this movie. He's like, oh, okay, I can see why. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh. He calls for his car, but makes Harpo get in the sidecar. You car, know what's happening, yeah. They're gonna do this joke three Harpo, times, and yeah. Harpo drives off in the sidecar. Yeah, which is pretty good, because Harpo, you can see, like, Harpo's putting, like, the key in the ignition, and he's trying to, because he, he has to actually drive his half of the car away, even though it's not designed to do that. But yeah. they've obviously, like, like somehow snuck an engine onto this thing, and, like, I thought that was kind of cute, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Anywho. At, anywho, at the peanut stand, Ciccolini leaves and tells Harpo to watch it. Right away, the other vendor comes up, just starts eating peanuts. He's not paying for them. He gets his hand painted with mustard. Or he Whatever that stuff, I was assuming hand it's mustard, mustard, yeah. He got a new hat, too. Oh, yeah, he's got, uh, like, a little roast beefy o weefy hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harpo slaps the peanuts out of his hand. I thought he just, when he like, won't pay. it's not a joke. He just, like, bashes them out of his hand. <laughs> John did that to me in the bathroom to, today, oh, yeah. this morning, with my phone. I was ruining my phone, and he just went up my slapplack. I don't know if that because was Because when you have a child, you don't get to poop in peace exactly, anymore. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. Congratulations it's, on successfully hey, he's reproducing, the one, but yeah. He's the one that's got to suffer through it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point, actually. I can see why he's, so, he's angry. Oh. Yeah, so uh, he grabs another bag, and it gets slapped out of his hand again. And so went... Before he can grab a third bag, uh, Harpo grabs all the bags up in his arms, and the vendor slaps those out of his arms, so his hat falls off, and that gets put on the burner again. So yeah. he just overturns the peanut stand. So he's just got a burning, overturned peanut stand right beneath the president's office. Yeah! yeah. So uh, he goes back to his lemonade stand where there's quite the line. I don't know why he abandoned it when there's like a dozen people Seriously, waiting for fucking lemonade. Seriously, you picked the wrong moment to get petty about the peanut cart next to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they all leave when Harpo bears his legs and just dances in the lemonade. Again, there's no like, f I mean, it's a physical joke, but there's no, the way it's crafted, it's just the pettiest. He just runs up with his naked legs as he had, does like, just like this little squat run inside the, the but big But he's so tank. happy yeah, when he's doing they, it. They, they're like the, pe yeah, the, the, the lemonade vendor just kind of gives up. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. And everyone runs away. And that is a nasty way to fuck up someone's peanuts or a lemonade stand. Oh, yeah. God. At Teasdale's place, she's talking to the ambassador and the dancer lady. I don't know why she's so important. Yeah, it's... They don't want to... Nobody wants to go to war. So maybe if Firefly apologizes, the whole thing could be put behind them. Maybe he'll listen to Teasdale, so she'll call him. 
He's busy eating hundreds of crackers in his bed. Which, that's... What an interesting visual choice. I mean, I, the whole joke is that I guess he's, you shouldn't eat crackers in bed because they get crumbly, but that he's making a meal out. That's how he goes to bed at night, which is great. Yeah, even mm. when he's by himself, he's being belligerent, kind of like at himself. Yeah. 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 So she sends the ambassador and a dancer outside so she can talk to oh, him alone. Actually, dancer's actually kind of like a nice dress. I didn't notice that the first time through. It's like very sparkly. Anyway, shut up, Bill. I just, yeah, you don't it, see sparkly dresses like that in old-time films like this, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Once he's there, he does the old Rufus do Firefly charm on her. He said, I don't just, can't just tell you I love you. <laughs> it is nice to see, life. Where, like, like, see someone do that in a 1930s film and it's making fun of that, not sincerely. Because, like, that happens, yeah. like, in the Universal horror movies you watch, made like, at this same time. You know, like, oh, honey, I love you so much. Won't you marry me? I'm a monster. Yeah. Yes, I can see you at home right now, bending over a hot stove. Funny, I can't see the stove. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, the ambassador and dancer come in, just assuming, I guess, that it's safe I now. Yeah, yeah. Wanting to stop the war, but uh, he's going to go home and clean the clack crackers out of his bed and starts to leave. And Teasdale says, wait, and grabs his shoulder. And he says, let go of me, you bully. And, like, makes fisticuffs. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like it. It's just, funny. Because he really looks like he's going to rock her for a moment. But, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Yeah, he does that a couple. Like, this is at least one other time where someone gets the drop on him. And he, his first instinct is going to be like, ah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Well, when he's, he gets a phone call in bed later and he wakes up punching. Oh, it does? Oh, okay. Didn't even yeah. Notice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Teasdale's like, do it for my sake. Make peace. And he says, he'll do it. It's silly me to lose my temper with such a little thing you called me. Well, I don't even remember what it was. So, the ambassador who's like, worm? Swine? Oh, I know. Upstart. Upstart. Like That's upstart. it. He slaps him. Yeah. And his war's back on. And, uh, later, the ambassador tells some old fucks that he knows Teasdale has the <laughs> war plans. Okay. For whatever reason, but yeah, he's then, got somebody so on suddenly it like a different plot starts where it's like war plans. Everyone needs they need the war plans and they can like yeah stop this war from happening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know who made the war plans. Secretary of War quit. That's a good point. Touche. So uh, he calls the dancer, tells her that the two fools, Chickalini and Pinky, will be there soon and help them out. Also, Firefly is staying at Mrs. Teasdale's place this weekend. They're all there. The dancer included. So shenanigans happen with doorbells, a manservant straight out of Cinderella. But the dancer lets them in. I don't understand. Tells I like how they're playing already kind of playing around with what time period this movie takes place in. Because it's mostly like Art <laughs> yeah. Deco 1930s, but then yeah, you got fucking Revel yeah, you got fucking Beauty and the Beast foot servant showing up, yeah. Yeah. Uh so she lets them in, tells them the plans are in the house, so they gotta find them, but not to get caught or else it's treason, you'll be hung or whatever, so be quiet. So, Harpo, of course, starts making all the noises. Is that when he accidentally sets off the... Well, he's he's got, like, an alarm clock in his... Oh, no, he's, he fucks with the clock that sets off the clock... And mm -hmm. he does, he does, like, oh, he starts playing, like, he starts playing the piano by, like, which is funny, because he's a harp player, and he starts playing the piano strings like a harp, and all kind mm -hmm. of, all, all hell breaks loose, because he's an idiot, yeah. Well, not even much, yeah. he's kind of intentionally doing it, but then being surprised when sounds are produced by the things that he's doing, yeah. Yeah, so, but they eventually get quieted down, and they split up. Yeah. Uh, and Pink, or uh, Harpo stays downstairs. And Chico Alino goes upstairs. Well, he's a Harpo is actually he he's actually listening on everything between Harpo and Teasdale. And Teasdale calls Harpo and says, "Hey, I need you to get up here." She calls Groucho. Oh, that's what it is. And Groucho's like, "Okay, I gotta go take a shit real quick before I go out there or something." <laughs> he's in the bathroom. When, well, yeah. Well, they split up. Firefly gets a call from Teasdale. She's worried she okay, can't sleep yeah. and won't rest till the the war plans are back in his hands. So he'll be right over. And uh, Picky and Harpo and Chicolini hear the conversation. Chicolini locks Firefly in a closet and then dresses like him. Is it a closet? A I couldn't tell it was the ba- Oh, so, yeah, it would be the closet because he's getting up to get dressed. I thought it was the bathroom because he says, Hey, someone hand me a magazine. So I assume that was a poop mm. joke, but I guess not. Could have okay, been. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, he puts, uses some shoe polish to paint a mustache and eyebrows on it, just like Groucho does. And I guess Groucho just happens to have, like, three sets of his eyeglasses on the bedstand next to his front door, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chicolini goes and sees Trout Teasdale who asks her why he sounds so strange, and he says, uh, maybe someday I go to Italy, so I practice the language. One weird thing I noticed, when Chico gets dressed up like Groucho, he pulls his 
pants, like he rolls up the sleeves, uh, the, 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 the pants of his, uh, pants, legs of his pants. Uh, so, you know, he's bare-legged, but then he pulls, like, the crotch of his pants down to his knees? For no reason, it's nothing you can't see. I wonder if it's, like, to help him, like, waddle, like, hmm. Groucho. It's just a weird, it's not like a punchline or a joke or anything like that, but, like, the way he, like, pulls his pants down, like, the waistband yeah. down, it's a really kind of weird thing, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mm. So, uh, Harper gets the same idea, dresses like Firefly, he goes into Tizel's room as she's busy writing the combination from the safe down where the plans are, and Chickalini hides under the bed, Pinky gets the combination, honks his horn and runs out. <laughs> I do, because uh, she's talking to him, and then, like, yeah, the, the faces he's making, he's making Harpo faces with Groucho Mart makeup on, and it's really alarming. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he's got those little beady eyes, and he's just like, ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so Chickaly comes out from under the bed and she's like, oh, all this is excitement's making me faint. And he says he'll get her a glass of water. But then the real firefly breaks out of his closet, comes in her room, making Chickaly hide under the bed again. And she's like, how about my glass of water? And he says, I give up. How about your <laughs> glass of water? That's great. Again, not uh, even like a funny <laughs> line, but just his attitude is just like, ah, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harper runs around downstairs looking for a safe to open, and he finds it and turns the radio on because he—it's not a safe; it's a radio. Yeah. Oh, and that's then, the joke. Cause like it starts playing like the fucking Star State Spangled Banner at top volume or whatever. Yeah. Yep. He smashes the shit out of it. A he couple like times. bangs it with like he gets like a floor lamp. It's just smashing. That still doesn't work. So he just chucks it out a window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. uh... Rufus calls the guards to surround her place, and then uh, Harpo sees Firefly coming down the stairs and tries to jump through a mirror, which shatters, mm -hmm. revealing a hall behind it with no and no glass left on the floor. They clean it, it up. Magically real fast. disappears, and it just happens to be the next room over is a perfect mirror representation of the room that he's already into. So yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Firefly goes to check it out, and then it's several minutes of the mirror scene. Yeah, which. You know what, even if you hadn't seen this scene, this scene is obviously, you know what, what's coming just by the fact that you've, like, three characters dressed exactly the same, there's a hallway thing, and they do the thing. I think Bugs Bunny did this a couple times. I think oh, yeah. Harpo Marx did this later with, like, Lucille Bill, uh, Lucille Bill, Lucille Ball on Lucille, Lucille Ball uh, TV's uh, show, like, 20 years after this was done. This is just a famous gag that's just been, yeah, this is a thing, so. It's yeah, cute, though, I, I... it's really well done. I like that it's done completely in silence. Yeah, and weirdly no noises. To the point, I wonder if they may have been like they had a director off camera saying, "Okay, now do this, do that." Okay, one, two, three, do mm. that, and they just ripped out all the audio because it is dead. It's not just like that. There's no music or anything like that, but you don't even hear footsteps. It just like they just took out all the sound from the scene all entirely. But yeah, yeah, I like the point where they circle around each other. Uh, yeah, well, that's the, the big punchline. Yeah. I like the when when uh, Harpo drops the hat and Firefly picks it up for him. <laughs> well, and then the thing like one of them goes off camera, gets a different hat, but he doesn't let the other one know that he's got a different hat, and he puts up. But then mm -hmm. the other guy does have the hat magically too. It's nonsensical. Yeah, it, it, he but makes like, a yeah. bunch of faces. Yeah, yeah. But then Har Groucho walks in from from right off camera, and then they grab they grab him. No, Chickalini comes in is like who will go on. And Harpo tries to push him away. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay, caught. yeah. Yeah. So now he's going to get tried for treason. Lots of words play. They're in the... the oh, God. The, the, the court session with, you know... Lots of talk what, about... That's relevant. Elephants. That's a, yep, and, that's elephants. Yeah. And, There's just even a shtick of, like, when Groucho first comes in for the hearings, he's got, like, a box... Uh, not even a box lunch. He's got a briefcase full of just sandwiches and milk, and he has to open up the jug of milk and pour the milk for himself, and it's just, like... It's weird stuff that, like... It's not funny, but it's just just business that he's doing. I don't know. It just, mm -hmm. add, again, just kind of adds character and personality. Yeah, and he just tells, like, one of the guys to go take away his empty milk bottle. It's just, like, a weird, like, okay... Yeah. Anyway, Chickalini may talk like an idiot, doesn't sound like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. Uh, it's like something my says, grandfather would have said about me. Like <laughs> that's that's totally can, like this movie's the genesis of so many grandpa put downs. Yeah. Yeah. The trial comes to a stop when enemy troops are starting to move towards their borders or whatever. Teasdale shows up to make one last effort to avoid war since nobody wants it. And, Firefly is like, well, sure, what kind of man would I be if I didn't try to shake his hand in peace? And what? And what would the ambassador, what kind of man would he be if he didn't accept it in the spirit in which it's intended? But what if he didn't? 
A fine thing that would be. He holds, I hold out my hand for the ambassador and he refuses to say, accept, it, accept it. And then he does what so many people have done, get in an argument with himself. It's totally a Bugs thing that never happened. This is one of those things where you can tell, like, because Bugs Bunny, I think had already been created by this point, and, but you can totally tell, like, they must have been watching Marx Brothers movies when they were, like, developing his personality, because this is totally a thing he would do to confound, like, Elmer Fudd, was just suddenly get into mm -hmm. an argument with himself, and he gets angry, too! Like, yeah, no, it's, it's fucking yeah. fantastic, yeah. He gets angry enough that when the ambassador comes in, he just slaps <laughs> exactly, him in the face. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So then it's war. Is Time this... to sing about war. Have we skipped the point where it's the one thing where you're watching this movie and you're having a good time and you go, oh, wait, what the hell did he just say? Where he says, like, he's talking about my parents, yeah. the Armstrongs, the Armstrongs, yeah. the Headstrongs, and that's why the Darkies are free. And it's like, what? And which yeah. I had to look it back and that's actually a reference to a song that was called Whatever the Hell He Says About the, the Quote Unquote Darkies. Uh, mm. That had just been published like a year or two before this came out, so there's like more of a re reference to that song than anything specifically humor aimed at black people. But still, it's like what? What the okay, fuck? Because I didn't get that at all. Oh yeah, so I had That's to look it up just to see bother. what the hell. Because it's such a random thing for him to say. And yeah, well, and then it's weird because is this? Well, actually, speaking of the kind of little bit of a minstrel racist thing going on, is they start singing. Is it, well, this is when they start realizing they're going to go to war, so they start singing. Uh, God's children all have guns or whatever, which is yeah, a riff off. Heidi, of, Heidi, 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 Heidi. Yeah, well, this is a whole minstrel thing because they're riffing off of all children's got got wings, which is a, like an old minstrel's tune, and mm -hmm. which is funny because uh, Disney Plus just started and they've got you know Dumbo on there and the big. So I just happened to watch that just a couple days ago. The big Jim Crow song in Dumbo is uh the an elephant learned to fly which is actually almost the same melody as the song in this because it's mm. all minstrel it's all racist shit but i mean yeah, yeah whatever so shut up though hey at least nobody's in black <laughs> no but it is kind of funny because everyone's kind of doing a little bit of minstrel show like and everyone starts flying around and kind of falling apart and just like yeah but it is a great scene though it is fantastic because the marx brothers all you get to see all four of them they're singing up to the heavens and everyone else is kicking up and doing dancing and it is a great scene it's, everything starts getting not quite chaotic but this is the part of the point of the movie where things start flying off the rails in a fun way. Yeah. I, I do love the point where Harpo marches in leading the troops with a baton. Yeah. He throws it up a couple times, and the second time he throws it up, a whole chandelier crashes down on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's And, and as the he, the troops are walking out, he's, like, banging on tops of their heads to make a like, musical melody and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's a lot, just lots of dumb, great, fun physical comedy here. Yeah. Yeah, and then Firefly sends Harpo out on a horse to warn people and whatnot. Uh, but he's gonna be too busy getting an old creepo style on a hottie and a draw in a tub. What did? Mm, mm, mm. No time, no old timey people. No thank you. Uh oh, did Bill go away? No, just wait. So oh. I'm thinking, is this the bit that ends with the horse in the bed? Well, yeah, almost. Okay, I didn't want to preempt you, so I was just thinking, okay, Cause, this cause first. Okay. First, it's it's the he he goes and hits on the lady with the huge cans filling the tub. Does he have wait what? Does she have huge cans? Yeah, for back then. Okay, I forgot that they did not gen genetically en engineer B cups or above until 1932. Oh yeah, actually yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry, I was thinking out loud to myself inside my own head, mm. so that's why I got real quiet uh. for a moment. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. It's and then, uh, I guess she's into him coming in and leering at her, because then she's like, oh, my husband's coming home, and it's yeah, it's the vendor, the, the lemonade I vendor. I like that he gets, she's comes, like, gets to come back one last time, yeah. She's like, we're going to war, and hands him a gun, and he's like, screw that, I'm taking a bath. <laughs> Where a horn honks once he's in the tub, and then Harpo just climbs it's slightly out alarming. and him and runs away. Uh, that, yeah, if, slightly. if I had grown up with this, I would have been more scared, because people talk about, like, after, after they saw Jaws, they would be scared of taking taking a bath because you know don't want to be in the water if i had seen yeah. this i wouldn't want to be in the water because the for fear that, that harpo mars come might come rising out dressed like paul revere and like <laughs> ah, no get away from me mm -hmm. you know? so uh then he climbs out of the tub and goes on to the next house where I guess he fucks a horse while a lady watches. It's because he just goes into a house and suddenly dissolves to uh, Harpo's boots, empty boots next to a bed, uh, a lady's uh, high-heeled shoes, and four horseshoes next to a bed, mm -hmm. and it just cuts to a, a horse falling asleep next to uh, uh, Harpo with a like old-timey Revolutionary World 
war wife asleep in the next bed over, which I yeah. guess is just a big fuck you to the Hayes Code to say, you know what, we're going to insinuate these, th- 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 uh, 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 Harpo, his horse, and a lady had sex, but, uh, yeah. Had the Hayes Code already been implemented in 33? According to Wikipedia, they're saying that that, that was the whole point of the joke, because I guess the Hayes Code was fresh enough, they decided to make a joke about the Hayes Code, and that's why they, like, they mm. put that in there as a specific, like, like essentially tweaking the, the nose of the, the brand new Hayes Code, I, I guess. Suppose that according nice. to Wikipedia, that could be wrong, but yeah, that could be bull. It's Wikipedia. It's <laughs> the only thing worse than uh, the only thing that's yeah, the only thing worse in the world than uh, Wikipedia is IMDb trivia page. And thank God I'm not True. taking notes from there, but yeah, yeah, okay. So war happens, and it goes on for the next eight minutes. Yeah, Ooh. this really is just the end like, of the movie, it's but it's just all just pretty chaos. Much yeah. like thirty second scenes, just so they can shove some jokes in finish that 30 second scene it'll transition slightly to later in the war yeah. 30 seconds of jokes and it's transition. an opportunity to like uh fucking rufus t firefly he's got a different like military uniform on like he starts off like he's like he's like uh he's like dressed from like a general from the south of the civil war from the north of the civil war he's got like a coonskin cap at one point at some point he's like part of like some like hessian military at some point like he's a, like a british grenadier like yeah the whole point is from scene to scene he's just like the military itself is just changing left and right. Harpo gets locked in a closet, smokes, lighting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fire, dumb. ammo closet. Then helps on the way, I guess. Firefly gets shot in the ass. Oh, he does? I didn't then, even pay attention to that. I know there's giant <laughs> bullet shells coming through all the buildings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. A jug of water gets put on his head <laughs> and. But then, which gets face drawn on it. That's the best part. I like that. That and just the face that's drawn on the jug is fantastic. Yeah, this is the and part of the movie it, that kind of turns into Baron Munchausen a little bit. And then it gets exploded off with like a firecracker. And when it explodes off, he has like a noose around his neck. Yeah, I guess it's just the rain so from the jug. Which which makes me think that there was like a lot more that they filmed of these segments that's a good that they point. didn't use. Well, it also makes a bedpan joke because he's talking about I haven't had one of these on my head since I tried to crawl under a bed or something like that too. Mm. Just, you know. The front door gets breached. They hit guys on the head <laughs> as they walk this through. Is the, yeah, okay, yeah. The last one being the ambassador, so they trap him in the doorway and huck food at him. He yells that he surrenders, but they'll have, he'll have to wait till they run out of food. And then Teasdale's like, oh, victory for Fredonia. And she starts to sing the Fredonia song, and they turn around and start hucking food and her, at her. I and like they're at all her. Kind of, they're all kind of aiming five feet away from her to the right, except for Groucho, who totally nails her hand. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I noticed that. Like, I was like, okay, they're actually doing a pretty good job of, like, not even really getting getting, uh, getting close to her, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot like, when all the soldiers are coming in. It's also Groucho. He's, like, he's like marking off everybody with, like, a... Uh, what's it called when you have, like, a numbers on a... It's like a billiard yeah, rack. Billiard, that's deal. exactly what it is. It's a billiard rack, yeah. Okay, which I thought that was a fun touch, too. But, yeah, and that, the, yeah, TZL takes us out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's Duck Suit. That's Duck Suit. Not the... It's a little bit of a weak ending for a movie with some absolutely That's, fantastic. I mean, I appreciate the whole war scene, especially they cut in all this uh, stock footage, because they intentionally just have like when when Firefly is yelling for help, it starts off stock footage from like World War One, the Spanish uh, Civil War, all this random shit. And then suddenly that's also just footage from like a marathon, animals running around in the wood. It's very it's 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 it's, it's cute. It's, it's it's pretty funny. But yeah, but yeah, the actual last joke of the movie is kind of eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? <sighs> I still like it. It makes me laugh in certain parts. Yeah, I still think it's the best uh, Marx Brothers thing we've seen so far. Now, I don't know how many we have and left it's, after and this. It, and it's 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 you it's they don't have Harpo or uh, Chico play the their instruments, which is weird. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. They usually do yeah. that. I guess the closest and, you get is and thankful. Yeah. Thankfully, this is before the studios were like, no, we gotta have a love interest in the movie. A young couple that falls in love, and they gotta have some kind of I hardship, see? I wonder if they would have ever forced that on the Marx Brothers. I wonder if at some point, maybe... No, th- they'd forced it on the Marx Brothers. Oh, really? Nah. Was that in their yeah. previous ones? No, I don't... I, not the oh, no, I've maybe... Should, would, would, could this be our possibly our last Marx Brothers movie? Should we leave it off on a high note? No, because there's plenty of good stuff in the other oh, okay, ones. Okay, okay, okay. You would know better than I would, but... Uh, but yeah, that was pretty. I, I like that. Was that was that was. I had a good, genuinely a good time with that thing. Yeah, it's only an hour eight minutes. <laughs> it's it's like the length of a fucking holiday TV special. So it's yeah, mm-hmm. even faster if you watch it on Netflix's uh, one point five speed or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god. Which is funny because yeah. that like I forget that means the audio is on, so everything the audio is gonna be sped up. Which that's oh mm. my god. <laughs> oh, but yeah. yeah, monkey pants. They're good. I like it. Uh, uh, got nothing else on it. Uh. Because we've all done Marks Brothers trivia with our other Marks Brothers movies. Yeah, there's not a lot to say per film. Uh, I guess the the only stuff that was going on here is that the Marks Brothers, I guess when they were uh, getting ready to make this, there was a lot of, uh, they didn't think they were getting paid enough, so they were th th threatening to walk away from Paramount. And then their, their mm. father died like a week before they started filming. And so there's some mm. emotional turmoil there because, you know, that's the father of all the, all the stars in the film. And, but no, yeah, it's it's funny through all that strife, they came in and essentially made what everyone seems to agree is their best movie. And and at least from my perspective, it's the best one we won, the best movie we've seen so far. So. Mm -hmm. Most refined, for sure. <sighs> yeah, and just by virtue of just being made just a couple years later than the other stuff we'd seen. Like, just, yeah, you could actually hear the dialogue, and there's, like, sets yeah. and acting. <laughs> like, it's not just, yeah, <laughs> doesn't feel like it was filmed in a butthole dirty tin can. Um, Butthole Dirty Dan King. Yeah, that's what all the movie is. Fucking shit. Anyhow. Uh, anyhow, what are we doing next time? Bro? That's a good question. So, good we have one more episode until Christmas starts, alright? That's terrible to say, because that's just that's suggest that the entire month is Christmas. Uh, yeah. But until December until starts, December. Right? Okay, so I do get one yeah. non-pick. Non Part of me, I was almost tempted, just because Disney Plus launched, and we are such Disney fans. I was almost thinking, I don't even know what we would talk about, but I was kind of thinking about, we could do, like, a Disney Plus special? Just talking about mm -hmm. things that, like, uh, we might want to cover on the podcast someday, like, uh, thanks to Disney+, Plus, we could, like, plunge in the depths. We still have to talk about some of the stuff like Sword in the Stone. The, uh, at least Disney+, Plus makes it easier for uh, to, to cover a bunch of stuff in our backlogs. Like, I was one... one yeah, mind you can watch it in that ugly, ugly smoothing they gave so many of their animated stuff. Oh, yeah. The, oh, you mean, the, not the motion smoothing, but, like, the... the, 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 the the redrawing over the cell. Yeah, they the like they did yeah, put a filter on some stuff that like takes out all the film grain and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at least that stuff's there. Not to say they shouldn't be punished for fucking that shit up, but I'm glad to at least see just a touch uh, touch a bu uh, from a button. All that stuff is just yeah, a button touch away of like I can watch uh, Thousand Lives of Tom Cena or they don't have the Herbie movies, do they? But they even have. I think they do. Yeah, but they even have. They got the computerware tentacles. They have so much old live action garbage. It would almost be amazing if they don't. But they have... don't have Condor Man or the Incredible Mr. <laughs> Lippet. They what the I, fuck, I, Disney Plus? Is Lippet is that is a Disney movie, right? I don't want to assume yeah. just because it's partially animated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's early days. The, the service just launched. I mean, God knows they fucked up the Simpsons eight weeks to Sunday, and they said they're gonna fix that. But uh, so I was thinking about me. We could just kind of just talk vaguely about Disney Plus ideas, and if, if audiences, uh, listeners had any idea of anything that we would talk about, they could vote for, or just suggest, like, oh yeah, I would like you guys to talk about that. That aside, I was thinking more appropriate thing. This just hit me literally five minutes before we started recording. Because the next episode we post will be going up the day before Thanksgiving, mm. and I could, t I could do that thing, which I tend to do where I read the think oh this will be perfect because it's seasonally appropriate the episode's going up like the day before the holiday which means it's utterly useless for the rest of the week after that holiday's passed <laughs> but uh, i could do planes trains and automobiles mm. i've never really I... watched that yeah so it's up to you we don't even necessarily have to commit right now but those are my two yeah. ideas yeah, and have you seen planes trains and automobiles no. Okay, so, I mean, maybe, maybe I can give you, let you have a gander at and see what you think about it, we'll make a decision later on this week. Uh, yeah. but, yeah, I don't know what you think about the Disney Plus vague idea. Um, yeah, it's alright, sounds like an easy week. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that would be an easy week, all we'd have to do is kind of, just kind of look at the listing of what's on there now, and just, essentially just be us just, like, browsing Disney Plus and just talking about stuff, but, we'll, we'll decide yeah. either way, we got a week to decide, but. Yeah. Oh, God, Okay. That's 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 yeah. all from me. That was duck soup. It's easy. It's good stuff. Go watch it. It's easy. Well, that's the uh, that's that's supposed to be why it's called duck soup because it's something easy. That's that's why I referenced it. Oh. So that's why I can never be it. part of a comedy duo because I'm just gonna explain the joke that the other guy says. I'm a. Mm. I'm a <laughs> shut up. 
He's modern on Twitter. I'm a grumpy turtle on my Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. TardyPodcast.com. Share us around. Word of mouth. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, comment, subscribe. 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 Boop. Oh, you're turning into me now. Hi, my voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I got nothing else. We got I'm nothing else. We'll, we'll, you got nothing else. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about Jedi Fallen Order next week. Are you, what are you playing what right is? now? Are you playing anything? Not really. I just finished Luigi's Mansion this week. Oh, is it so. pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I got nothing else going on. So yeah, we'll just wrap this up. It's actually just an hour-long episode. So yeah, we'll get out. Of, we'll get out of here as all the getting's good. Heck yeah! Oh, Alfred, don't yeah. I this ending could be as weak as the movie. So yeah, that's it. Then we'll just cut final cut to like yeah, dissolve the Paramount Pictures. It's a it's a movie. No, it's they a don't movie. have a thing because it's the Universal movies that says it's a Universal film. In this mm-hmm. way, we're like playing on the pun of like it's a Universal movie because it's made by Universal Studios, but it's a Universal film because it's Universal to people. Uh, shut up, Bill. Okay. Stop. I see. Stop complaining about another film's end credit card when we're talking about it. A... <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I'll keep feeling the holes pop culture. Oh, okay. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. I went and go ahead, do your jibber jabber. I said one, two, three. It's what? What? We? I made all the sounds. You get a job at Lucasfilm doing (laughs) monster sounds. I swear to God, there's like a pig dog that hangs out in front of Jabba's palace. That that sounds like. Yeah. Because you have a knack for adding like an extra squealing sound to that little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds oh, man, like a Ben burp, like two animal sounds mixed <laughs> together, not just like a normal human burp. Oh, that's going at the end of the podcast, isn't it? It could. We'll see. Oh my <laughs> god.